today's Leading Women episode 221 with the wonderful Alison Moore. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Have a WordPress site or thinking of getting one? Bluehost offers unlimited hosting starting at $4.95 per month. Got your WordPress site hosted somewhere? No worries. Bluehost can help you transfer those domains fast and seamlessly easy. Join me and millions of others who trust Bluehost as our main hosting provider. Sign up today at todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Bluehost. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Bluehost. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Alison T. Moore. Alison T. Moore is properly known as the Prison Break Coach, an author, life coach, motivational speaker, and catalyst for change. Her own rise from being labeled a habitual offender to prominence deems her an expert on personal success. Born to teenage parents and ended up being adopted, Allison lived a life plagued with abuse, addiction, and crime. With a criminal history, low self-esteem, and no one to guide her, Allison went to prison and developed her own method of recovery by redefining success. Allison developed a prison break success system, showing women how to get out of prison. Allison works with professional service women who struggle with life's setbacks and helps them break free from their mental prison so they can experience true freedom, spiritually, relationally, and emotionally. So women of the world, Miss Allison T. Moore, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. We are delighted to have you on the show, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So, Alison, I really like what you're doing with your business. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the sweat equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you, and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment anytime about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your coaching business and idea behind that niche? Yes, absolutely. Well, it's uh, my story is, is one which um, you know, I found myself at a place in my life where um, I was considered like an unprotected uh, unproductive member of society. Um, you know, I had been in so much turmoil in my life um, from being at a very young age all the way up until, you know, about seven years ago. I was sent to seven years in a maximum security facility. I was declared, basically, I was given up on um, by the world. And I was just stuck. Like, I was stuck in a place and I felt that there wasn't a resource available to help me get out of the place that I was in. You know, sometimes you're you're in a situation and you're the pain of of getting out is, is almost like the pain of where you are. So that's where I found myself, and I knew that I wanted to be different. I wanted my life to change, um, and I figured that 
it was my gift to the world that once I broke free and once I started to do things differently, I became committed to the process of wanting to deliver others. And, and I made a, a firm commitment to help them, which is where the prison break success system developed. Oh, I love what I'm hearing about your business and how it evolved and community existence and capitalizing on the experience that you have in teaching others, in helping others get through those experiences that they have as well. So I love that you shared that one. But what was that defining moment, you know, that prompted you to start this business and made you say, this is my business? Well, I think the defining moment for me came, um, you know, when I actually was sentenced to prison. I stood before a judge. Uh, you know, handcuffed and shackled. My thoughts were just racing through my mind. I had two young kids at home. They were going to get off the bus and I wasn't there. Um, I pleaded with the judge to give me more time to get my affairs in order. And he said that my uh, request was denied. My sentence started that day. So I was lost and I knew that I had to do something different. And because I had had um, you know, I had had no real skills. Um, I didn't have anything that could benefit me to become gainfully employed. So I had to think of a way to monetize what my gifts were. And some of the things that I realized is that even though I was in a physical prison, I realized that all along I had really been in prison. I realized a lot of women, they're in prison uh, mentally, you know, so it's like just all of the things that we kind of find ourselves as, as women, you know, just being bound in your friendships and your relationships, you know, on your job, living a lie, wearing a mask, you know, faking in church. That was me. And I, I felt that if I could figure out a way to get out and I could develop a system using my talents and knowing what my purpose was and that this was what I was created to do. Um, I knew that once I came out and I figured out the steps that I used to do that, I could free others. And, and that's why I'm here talking with you today. Wow, what an inspiring uh, moment, Owen. It's one inspiring thing that you've shared, that one. I mean, capitalizing on your experience, you know, even though mm -hmm. you know that you, you know it, in yourself that you didn't have the skills but you have the gift you have because of the lessons that you learn while you are there in that situation and then you wanted other women too to feel to have that mental pre, uh, freedom mental freedom from the prison that it prison uh, whatever that one is in their lives um to help them recover from that or to help them get out from that that hole yeah. that they have in life that's a very i mean a huge uh, part, uh, part that i i'm sure a lot of our listeners would love to know more about so i love that you have this coaching program out there to help those women who have a certain experience like you have or even though even not that, that part but even with those that have a similar situations or similar circumstances now what was that vision that you have you know because obviously you have a vision to be the market leader in your industry and that resonates very well with particular portion of our listeners however they would like to know what was that compelling vision for your business that continues to drive you towards success day in and day out basically i'm inspired by leaving a legacy for my family i feel like um i wanted to do more than just what i was doing today i wanted to leave an impact and something that people would just know that continue to resonate even when I'm gone. 
beautiful, compelling vision. I mean, leaving a legacy for your family, leaving an impact to the world. What a compelling vision that one is. And I love that you shared that one. And also the takeaway here for our listeners to really write it down, write down the vision, just what I was going to share with us. Write a vision that inspires you on a daily basis, something that moves you uh, to keep moving forward. So thank you for sharing that. Now, I'd love for you to talk about what how you prepared for success that turned this vision into a reality. Can you share our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from? Oh, well, number one is consistency. Um, I had to do what it what, what I knew that it took to to make this happen. And I couldn't do it if I, it didn't matter if I didn't feel good or if things didn't seem to be going well. It was, I had to consistently take action daily to get me closer to what it was that I wanted to do. And I I had to use like no regards for what my exterior conditions were. So if something wasn't going well, it didn't matter. I still had to have the consistency that every day for 20 minutes, this is what I'm going to focus on. So that, that would be the main thing is the consistency. And, um, one of when another big thing was like I had to stop being a drama queen, you know, and I know a lot of us may not even admit to being a drama queen, but everything that happened in my life, I tend to um, in the past, just it was such a big deal. Like the smallest thing could happen. And it was like my life was falling apart. And it was things that people normally experienced every day. But I commanded all of my attention, all of my focus and all of my energy went into this drama. So I would say that you have to become drama free. And um, another part was just like learning to divorce my emotion. Um, A lot of us as women, you know, we get criticized for being emotional. Um, So there is a part of us that, you know, emotions are necessary. They help us to feel and and guide our way through a lot of situations. But I think that if that a personality trait would be divorcing your emotions because you're no longer doing things based on how you feel about it. It's more of just a faith in knowing and you're just doing it. Wow, great trips, uh, traits that you've just shared there. I mean, consistency, big on that. And secondly, stop being a drama queen and making small things <laughs> a big deal. I mean, I totally yes, can yes. resonate with you with that. But I mean, what's a big deal if it is just a small thing? You know, I yeah, love that. it's like, what, no, okay, you get a flat tire on the side of the road. I'm in tears, crying, calling everybody. Why does this always happen to me? I don't have the money to fix it. It's never, you know, it's not my fault in this stupid car. Like, it's like I blamed everything and everybody all the time and I had to just take responsibility um for my for my own you know my own demise basically exactly exactly totally agree with you and then mm-hmm. learning to divorce your emotion I mean of course yes. we are emotional human beings but there are times when we don't have we don't we have to know when to be emotional when not to include that in our especially when we are uh, planning or thinking or we are in yes. the mode of you know seeing the, str- the logical reason uh, the reasoning behind uh, what we're doing or things like that love those traits that uh, you know you've shared and the good news is we can all cultivate and adapt these uh, traits that Alison just shared with us. So that's consistency, being a drama-free queen, learning to divorce your emotion. Love those. Now, let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as an entrepreneur. 
you know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being. And to get through those challenges takes a very special person. And our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges and how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? I think um, one of the biggest challenges that come to mind is um, feeling like I didn't really have the resources. So life balance was always a a problem. Like I didn't feel like I had enough time or, you know, I went from working a full time job um, to leaving my job to do coaching and writing full time. So it was like, you know, if I worked all day, I didn't really have the time or energy to work on my business in the evening or early in the morning and then having children. Um, a lot of times they take a lot of your time when you have a family and then even sometimes feeling like you don't have the financial resources because it's like, um, you know, you you have to do certain things or you have to invest in your business, but money wasn't necessarily always there. So I think that those were the, the biggest challenges that I had at first. And I would say that I addressed them by thinking like, OK, where I am today is not where I desire to be. It may be OK. You know, it may not be, uh, you know, terrible, but it's like I looked at myself and I said, now, OK, in 12 months down the road, if I haven't figured this thing out, if I if I d- don't have the time or find the time or I don't have the resources or I don't have the finances or I don't have my family in order, like what is what is my life going to look like? You know, and I painted that picture for myself and I knew that that was not a picture that I wanted. I'm like, I need to change my future. So I committed to the process and it's not very easy. I'm going to say that the journey is not easy, um, but it's simple. So it's a matter of just understanding that if you really want something so bad, like, let's just think like, okay, we're, we're ladies, we know, you know, you see those pair of shoes there to die for, you know, you're walking through the mall and they're just calling your name and you know that you don't have enough for it. But we get creative when it comes time to want, getting something that we really want. We, you know, we call people like, Hey, remember that money you owed me? You think I could get it back? Or, you know, we're doing other things creatively. You're, we're selling cookies. We're, you know, having a, a you know, a, a party so that we can make some money or different things. Like we come up with ways when we really want something. So I had to figure out like this, I had to treat this like this was those pair of shoes. Cause I'm, I'm, a shoe addict, but I had to figure out like if this was a pair of shoes that I really wanted and I didn't have the money, what would I do? Or if it was time, you know, when you want something, you take off work, you put in vacation days, you, you know, you leave early and work extra on another day during the week so that you can go to, you know, your kid's dance recital or something like that. So it really just, I overcame that by deciding it was really just a decision. If I want my life to be different in the next 12 months, I have to get this life balance thing in order. So I had to basically create a timeline for my day and I followed it just like I would, you know, when you have a schedule, you follow a schedule. That was what I did. If it was doing phone calls from seven to nine, doing emails from nine to 10, um, working on my business from 10 to 12, whenever I was working on it, I was working on it. I didn't let, you know, anything else get in the way of that. 
Wow, I love what you've just shared and lots of takeaways there. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners can relate to those challenges that you because I too, I mean, the time, you know, the, the resources, the time, whether that be time, whether that be financial, because there are expenses that are incurred in, in having the business. And of course, juggling the many roles that we have as a business owner. We have family to take care of. We have ourselves to take care of. We have our business that demands our time. But like what uh, Allison just shared with us, it's all about being creative and resourceful in finding the solutions to these challenges that we face. And the good news is when we are, you know, when we are sharing these experiences and how we are able to overcome them, we learn from each other. So great takeaways and great lessons. And thank you for sharing those challenges so that our listeners who are in the same situation can learn from it. And you have touched a little bit about this, but I'd love for you to segue into the work-life balance because being a business owner myself, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. Now, the challenge with us entrepreneurs is, how to click on and click off and create the work-life balance, particularly if we have a family juggling many roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health, your family, your relationships, and your business? Well, it's really funny because I never really knew the term work-life balance. It was just because my life was just so stressful. I never really even thought about balancing it. But I, I think what I did was I started to study um, how people were successful in business. And most people have the same things that we all have, especially as women. You know, We all have families. We all are concerned about our health. We want to build our business and, and our relationships. We don't want them to suffer. Um, so what I did was... Um, I realized that most people who were happiest had a little bit more balance in all areas. What we end up doing um, is we put everything into one area. So let's just say, you know, we, we only focus on thing at a time. So, all right, I want to lose 12 pounds. So I'm going hard on uh, the elliptical and I'm paying attention to what I eat and I'm going to the gym and I'm, you know, counting my calories. Like, but all of my energy is focused is focused on that one thing. So there is no balance because I'm doing this one thing when all the other things maybe fall into the side. You know, I'm, I'm working out so much that my kids are missing me because I'm not at home or, um, you know, my husband is, is looking for me to be there and I'm, you know, doing something else related to that. So I think it just comes down to um, getting everyone to participate in this dream. And this dream that you have created is what your heart really desires. And you wouldn't get, be given that desire if it weren't possible. So it's possible to be great in every area of your life. You just have to devote the same amount of time and energy to each one. And that's really the key. It's like you can't spend all day just working on your business when you have other things in your life that need tending to. So I've touched on a little bit about creating a schedule. Like literally, you have to create schedules for your life. I call it like a life script. Like, what are you going to do when you wake up in the morning? If it's meditate, if it's go to the gym, if it's, you know, pick up the kids from school, take them for ice cream, date night with the husband, work on my business when they're sleeping. You you have to create a, it's like a daily ladder log is what I call it. And doing that and just being consistent with that will slowly begin to see the benefits in every area. And it's just so shocking how just some little changes that you could make um, would make all the difference. 
Wow, great uh, tips that you have shared there. And I love your take on this work-life balance because I totally agree with you. This is an area that I'm sure a lot of our listeners can uh, are challenged or, or have, are struggling with because I too myself. But like what you've said, there are ways on how to deal with the work-life balance. And it does, I mean, for me, for me, sometimes I say work-life balance is a myth, especially for us entrepreneurs, because we are so driven and passionate with what we're doing that it's no longer work for us. But right. I love when you said about creating that schedule for your life and then I mean your your term life script I love that because I do that myself I know exactly what I'm doing by the time I wake up to the time I go to bed and of course there, it, this is a challenge especially for our listeners who have families but put those events put those family activities in your schedule in your calendar so that yeah. you know you are not neglecting those areas that are important to you Absolutely. And I think, too, a lot of times if you just for one day, I usually tell my clients to start out with one day and just record everything that you do every hour. So let's just say from seven to eight is breakfast, from eight to nine is the carpool to school. Like write in everything that you do all day. You'll be surprised at how many time wasters we have. We're on the phone with people too long. You know, we're we're going out of our way to do things that don't really fit into our schedule just to someone else's emergency now becomes our emergency. I mean, that's a whole nother topic. But you know, so we you can really see where is it that you can cut back and, and how much time you actually take away from your day, uh, you know, just initially. And then that way you can have a better guide. Yes, totally agree with you. And also, um, yeah, you will know where are those time wasters are and what are you doing during those times. And I, you know, as the survey says, sometimes watching TV is one of the big time wasters out there. So <laughs> yeah. we have to be willing to make some sacrifices Absolutely. if you really want to uh, be successful in, in our endeavor, in our business, and in spending time with the ones that are important to us. Yes. Okay, now let's talk about success and what success means to you. Your business appears to be financially doing quite well. And with that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, would like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving yes. forward. The opposite yes. way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, Yes individually probably not so in your journey as an entrepreneur what does success mean to you and what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success this is a good one marie because i actually have a quote that i say and i say if at first you don't succeed redefine success and what i've learned is that most of us especially as women we have this idea of success that was painted to us by other people in our lives. So I'll give you an example. Um, typically success is in our heads as uh, as either what grades you, how good your grades are, um, if you're popular, or um, if you have an athletic ability. So in school kind of taught, you know, I know for me, it was the most successful people were the people who were just that. They had great grades, they had athletic abilities, and they were popular. So we wanted to be like that. But what about the people who didn't have those? If you weren't popular, you didn't have good grades or, you know, those things weren't your particular reality. So we go through life already feeling like we failed. So I think that it's important to understand that success is whatever that means to you. You redefine success. What does that mean to you? So when I visited this topic, I'm like, okay, what is success to me? All right, success to me is 
doing things that make me happy, doing exactly what I want to do every day. And that was not always my life. So I knew that that could that's how I created that benchmark. I knew that when I was doing exactly what I wanted to do, that was success for me. So as long as I wasn't doing exactly what I wanted to do, I did not consider myself successful. So now I consider myself successful because I do exactly what I want and only what I want. Um, I wake up when I'm done sleeping. I schedule clients on my schedule. Um, I it's just it's just knowing that this thing that you were supposed to be doing when you're doing that thing that is successful. It could be being a teacher. It could be being a mom at home and having a part time business. It could be traveling the world. It could be having girlfriends night every weekend. It could be just being a great mom. So you re, you define redefine success and whatever that means to you. And for me, it just means doing exactly what I want to do. Well said, and I love that your definition of, I mean, your phrase there, success quote there, if at first you don't succeed, redefine success. I mean, like what you've said, success is whatever, you define it, whatever that means to you. And it doesn't have to be financial, um, you know, metrics or, you know, other other tangible aspects of being in business, but things that, like doing things that makes you happy, doing those that you're passionate about, making things happen impacting other people's lives you know success is all about how you define it and i truly believe in what you've said that it's all about redefining success according to your terms what does that mean success to you what are you what are those things that makes you happy what's it that's making you happy i think that's the true essence of success i love that you shared that before we get to the highlight of our show let's thank our sponsor podcast your passion Yes, did you know you can podcast your passion, make a difference, and make money talking about what you love talking about? That's how I get to do what I'm doing, talking to wonderful women every day here at Today's Leading Women. Want to learn how I did it? Go to podcastyourpassion.com. That's www.podcastofthehighlightsofourshow. And that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be, especially those who are aspiring to be coaches, coaches, life or business coaches like you. I would love for you to share uh, them with them because you obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience. Mm -hmm. So take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learned would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? Um, the first would be you have to know who you are. And it's very simple to, to say. It's very cliche. People say, that, oh, do you know who you are? Know who you are. And I think it's you, you have to really get to know that while we were created to be extraordinary, we have everything within us. So I would tell the entrepreneur, you have everything within you to, to be whatever and whoever you want to be. Whatever that business is, whatever burns inside of you, you already have whatever it takes. So it's like you know that you were created extraordinary. But we've been programmed by the world and our situations and our circumstances and the things that we see visually, the people in our ear, the doubt. So we've been programmed to just be ordinary and just accept things just as they are. So I said the biggest thing is you got to know that you know that you know that everything that you want, you were already created to do that. I mean, I, I like to tell people all the time, you never see birds fighting for um, 
anything. They don't, they don't, they don't have a teacher. They don't have anyone showing them what to do. They, it's in them. They're created with the ability to be a bird, to fly, to, to go get food. You don't see birds in poverty. You don't see birds, you know, I don't think birds are miserable. Just do because they are. And that's what we have to learn. You just have to do because you are, you don't have to, um, just do what it is that you want to do. It's like that dare to dream, like just, it's already in you. And then, um, you got to know your why. And um, I meet with a lot of clients and, and sometimes they are in transition or they want to start a business or rebirth a business. And, um, you know, I ask them, well, why do you want to do that? So I have a, she wanted to start a skincare line. And she gives me all these reasons why she wants to, to do the line. Well, you know, I've been in business for 25 years. Everybody else has a skincare line. I don't know why I shouldn't. Or, um, you know, she's like, well, so-and-so said, you know, my best friend, she knows me the best. She said this would be a, a really great opportunity for me. Or I read a, a magazine article and it said that this is one of the top businesses to get involved with in 2014. So those are reasons, but that's not her why. So you have to find ways to break down why do you really want what you want? And those are the internal driving forces so that when your friend's not there to support you, when the magazine article says that it, the business is a flop, when um, everything around you looks like it's not a good idea, your why keeps you going. And, and I use an example and I say that, um, you know, we look at successful entrepreneurs like they have a foundation for their business, like they have something that they are committed to. It's a foundational principle and they stick by that. And that's everything. About them. So Starbucks is one of theirs is everything matters. So they make everything a big deal. Everything matters from when you walk into the experience to what kind of cup you have to the types of coffees you have. And most people probably would have thought if he went around telling people, okay, I'm going to start a coffee business and people are going to spend $6 a day on a cup of coffee. People probably thought he was crazy, but it happens. He has loyal customers. So just knowing your why, why you do what you do. And the other thing would be, I kind of touched on a little bit before it's like divorce your emotions. Um, I just know for me personally, when I was emotional and I was in my emotions, whether it was, you know, things weren't going right at home or, you know, financially or just just feeling crappy or miserable because, you know, everybody doesn't support your dream. You're telling your story and you're like, oh, that's just you or you have another bright idea and you kind of get discouraged when you make decisions during those emotional bouts. You tend not to make the very best decisions. So you have to get firm with your why know that you were created to be extraordinary and don't use your emotions when making decisions. Wow, great uh, tips there that you just shared. So let me just summarize them again for our listeners. So the first one is to know who you are and know and believe in yourself. Likewise, uh, Alison, you shared with us that we are created to be extraordinary and that we have inequalities within us that can that we can become the best of who we are. And then the second one, the second one is to know your why. Big on this as well, you know. Know why you are doing what you're doing. You know, why is the purpose? What is the meaning? Why are you doing this? Because it's really important to start with that. Uh, at the end of the day, you, you know, this is what really gets us going on, on a daily basis, gets us uh, doing what we are, we are doing because we know why are we doing this? So what's the purpose? Why are we? So it's really important to hone this, to really get to know your why and why are you in business? And the third one is to divorce your emotions and not to make that decision when you are in that emotional state of being just what um, Alison just shared with us. Great tips there that we all can take action on today. So thank you for sharing those. 
Now, what's one favorite business resource or a tool or app that you use in your business that's radically changing the way you do business and that which you can share our listeners with? Um, for me, I think it's really just the social media piece. Um, I've learned different strategies on how to um, make it work for me. I know a lot of times I talk with clients and they're so afraid of social media or they feel like they can't do it. But there are a little there's a lot of tricks in how you can connect with other people, whether it be your your ideal client or your your audience or just other people in business to help support you. So I think that it's just learning to navigate. I've taken, you know, like there's classes online all the time. A lot of them are even free with how to manage, you know, Twitter and how to make the most out of LinkedIn or how to find clients on Facebook. So I think that the biggest resource is getting into the social media aspect and not just using it to communicate and have fun and share pictures, but really be conscious and intentional about how I was able to use that to convert what I do in that arena to making it come to life to me in actual business opportunities. Yes, I mean, social media, if we know how to tap and leverage the power of it, we can really grow our business. You know, we can connect, we can build relationships with our customers and our potential customers by using social media. Big on that as well. Now, entrepreneurs are wide readers. Can you recommend a book or two that our listeners can get that will help them grow personally and professionally? Um, yeah, I, I thought of a couple and it's funny because I know that I'm um, a lot of times when we think about business, we think that it's just we just need a book about business. Um, but I think that your personal life is often a reflection of your business life and vice versa. So you can't really separate the two. So I always start with mindset work. And I think that while we could read books on marketing or how to, you know, how to do something with very little money or just different little things that we can read, I think that I've become um more avid reader of the books that talk about just the mindset of success and you can apply that in your life personally as well as your business life. So one of those would be The Magic of Believing um, by Claude Bristol. Um, and this is the, both of these books are like an, are older versions of books. Like they were written like in the 30s and in 1930, 1940s. But I think it, the principle is the same and it teaches you how to have that mindset for success in every area of your life. And the other one of my favorites is How to um, Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Um, another one of my favorite, favorite books, um, because, again, it talks about just the there's a psychology behind business and what you do and attracting people and clients. And it's all relevant. Like you can't just be a horrible, miserable person or have an attitude when things don't go your way and then expect to make a phone call and influence someone on the other end of the phone to be your client or your customer. So I think it's starting with the mindset work. So those would be probably two that I would say are must reads for, um, for the listeners. Yeah, so that's um, The Magic of Believing by Cloud Bristol and How to Influence and Influence People. That's a classic that every one of us should be reading. So I'll make sure to have this on our show notes. That's The Magic of Believing and How to Influence and Influence People. And because we love you here at Today's Leading Women, you can now get a free audio download of this book or your favorite one at Audible by going to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Audible. 
Now, Alison, in my mind, you are a superhero, or shall I say, superheroine, because you have done this, yes, you have done that, but you've also experienced a lot of challenges that our listeners definitely relate. So if you were a superhero or superheroine, who do you want to be and why? And it doesn't have to be a cartoon character, but can be someone that you admire and look up to. I don't know. I think I always loved cartoons, so it was very, uh, you know, just coming to mind, like I loved Wonder Woman. And I think that a lot of us kind of see ourselves as Wonder Woman, but we we let ourselves get overwhelmed. So I would say that I see myself as Wonder Woman because just when you think it's over or just when you think, um, you know, it looks like you're going to lose, this power comes from within. And it's not only for her, but it's to help other people. So I would see myself as as Wonder Woman. And I would say that that would be my influence because it's sort of like knowing that her strength comes to help others. So it's like being a superhero is you're an average everyday person until you need to help someone else. So it goes on all on to just knowing that what you do, what you be created to do, your the desire that you have, like it's you can do it. And maybe when your own strength is at its lowest, you can gain from that strength like Wonder Woman and then be who you need to be because there's other people waiting on you or counting on you. Yes, I love Wonder Woman and what Mm -hmm. she depicts. And yes, I truly believe that we are Wonder Women in our own unique ways. We are making things happen. We are doing something that we love. We are making other people's lives easier, better, or healthier because of what we're putting out there. So we, in effect, we have that superhero within us. Last but not in the list, Allison, share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service and where they can get it and what's the best way that they can connect with you and then we'll end from there. Yes. Well, what I do is, of course, I, I, I'm better known as a prison break coach because what I do is I help women get out of their prison, their mental prison, the things that hold them back, um, the things that make you feel like your mistakes in life or where you are, you could never move forward, or maybe you are already successful. There's also some things that other successful women must know so that, um, that, so that they can break free and stop repelling success, reinvent themselves and create a life that they love. So I know that it's my purpose to do that. Um, and when my clients work with me, they literally experience accelerated change. And I say that because, you know, we all know that we have special gifts and talents and my own personal situation. um, My success came in a very short period of time in very non-traditional methods. So that's what I teach my clients. Um, Women come to me because they are tired. They're sick and tired of the same old thing, pulling up at the same job, not being able to take a vacation, you know, um, just all of those things, being in failed relationships, not feeling like you're good enough. Um, having so much to do and not be able to to work it all out. So what I do is I help them navigate because mind you, I come from a very um, unsuccessful background. You know, everything about my life prior to learning a new way and creating a new way was just some things that some people could find unimaginable. So in a very short period of time, I started with nothing. I mean, I had a negative balance in a bank account and I built what I have today um, as a successful um, coaching uh, coaching business and author. I just finished my second book. So I ask people to connect with me um, at allisontmore.com. 
And we have registration there for free tips on how to create a life of true freedom and happiness. Um, you can get some some daily inspiration or some, you know, some inspiration there. Um, I have a teleseminar coming up. Um, it says five simple strategies even the most successful women must learn so that they can stop repelling success, reinvent themselves and create a life they love. And people just chat with me. I mean, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, LinkedIn. People just ask me questions. And it's like I am a catalyst for change. I compel people to change. And they experience true freedom, not just what looks like freedom, true freedom spiritually, emotionally, relationally, and financially. Awesome. So that's alisontmore.com. I'll make sure to have this on our show notes. So for our listeners out there, I highly encourage you to come check her website, alisontmore.com. Head on there, register uh, there and uh, get those free tips that she's uh, sharing with you on how to create a life of freedom and happiness and also that teleseminars that is coming up. So that's alisontmore.com for our listeners out there. I'll make sure to have this on our show notes. Again, head on there, um, sign up even for her newsletters to get those free tips on how to create your life of uh, true freedom and, and happiness. And that's at alisontmore.com. And from there, you can also connect to her social media profiles. And by the way, all of these resources and the links that are mentioned in today's podcast will be made available in a beautiful infographic show notes at todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Alison T. Moore or just type in her name on the search bar and it will find it for you. Again, that link is Alison T. More.com. Allison, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time and thank your you inspiring so story, your expertise for being a role model to many and for being such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Thank you. All right, TLW listeners, did you love this episode? Here's your chance to recommend or vote for your favorite today's leading woman. Here's how to do it. Step number one. After you listen to this episode, go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Step number two. Click the rate and review button. Step number three. Say that you love listening to today's Leading Women podcast. Step number four, type in the name of your favorite today's leading woman. Example, Sheryl Sandberg of Facebook, Ariana Huffington of Huffington Post, Oprah of Oprah Winfrey Network. You get it, right? Step number five, type your first name and where you are listening from. Every day, I will personally go through all of your ratings and reviews and scour the names of your favorite today's leading women. You will get to be featured as TLW fan of the day with your name and where you're listening from. And you'll be the first one to get notified when your favorite today's leading woman is featured on the show. Fair enough? Awesome. Go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top 10 resources that today's leading women use to stay at the top of their game, plus Marie's favorite today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash guide for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.